0: boys and girls.
1: It is I, Andy and Aries' 1940s radio guy voice who has yet to have a name. But that's the never mind. I'm here because Andy and Aries have both called in sick and asked me to do the intro for the emails. I said I don't have to say a nigger's name, do I? They said no, a pure Anglo-Saxon, 100% Christian white male. I said, well, count me in. So without further ado, oh, Steve.
0: Andy, yep, nothing,
1: man. First of all, I want to give a shout out to our guy. Should we give him a name? Yeah, give him a name. I'm just trying to think. What's a good '40s night? The '40s guy's name. Uh, what's my man's name from Gone with the Wind? The, the, uh, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Oh, what uh, his name.
0: Um, Who was that? The guy? fucking
1: actor from Gone with the Wind. Uh, I know his, his his name in the movie was Red Butler. Yeah, Frank. Uh, it's me, Red Butler. I like that. Okay. okay, there you go. So from now on, that's who that is, boys and girls, Red Butler. So, uh, Red, thank you for, uh, for shouting out, Steve. He appreciates it. No problem, Aries. The only reason why I listen to you is because you employ me. You nick. All right. Um, first up for business. I
0: wonder should we get juicy immediately. Uh, okay, want to get juicy immediately? Yeah, you might as well. Because I mean, you've been talking about this email for a little bit. Yeah,
1: okay. All right, all right. From, and the person's name is just C.A. Listener comment for next episode. Hello, a- uh, hello, I'd like to submit this for a listener comment for the next Andy and Aries podcast episode. Hello, Andy and Aries. I really like your podcast, but I was immensely disheartened by hearing Aries make fun of trans people on the last episode. I was encouraged to hear Andy genuinely wanting to understand this population that he knows little about. But to hear Aries crack jokes about their mere existence and desire for basic respect was very disturbing. Here's the thing. Trans identity, like homosexuality, is not a choice. It's not a form of mental psychosis. Essentially, I'm going to make notes. Uh, I, I wish you had a pen. Could you grab one? Yeah, because yeah. I just want to mark this down. I'm going to keep reading, though. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Uh, let me catch up where I was. Um, the mere existence and the desire for basic respect was very disturbing. Here's the thing. Trans identity, like homosexuality, is not a choice. And it's not a form of mental psychosis. Um, but choice. Essentially, these are people who are confronting the condition of gender dysphoria. Here is an excerpt of an article from the news and culture website Slate by a male transgender writer named Yvonne Urquhart entitled, Being transgender Transgender is a Condition, Not a Choice. Gender dysphoria, the clinical term for the distress of trans people, feels when forced to present as the wrong sex was a crippling, painful fact of my life for 26 years. Having breasts and hips felt like a gross slime was covering my body and I could never get it off. When I looked in the mirror, the girl I saw seemed like a stranger. I developed an eating disorder. I was depressed. I barely left the house. If there was any way at all, I could have gotten over it without transitioning. I would have done so. But please believe me, I don't even like doctors. I'm afraid of surgery. I didn't choose to be transgender. Transition is the only known effective treatment for gender dysphoria. Essentially, what we are talking about is a group of people who experience experience tremendous distress due to the conflict between the brain and the body they were born with. This is something that can be worked through on a personal level. But we inflict great damage if we as a society continue to invalidate them, demean their their personhood, or deny their right to dignity. Many people in this country harbor extreme bigotry all too often results in targeted hate crimes of violence towards trans people, especially black trans women. As a black man who appears to be non-trans and straight, it saddens me deeply that yet again our community is disproportionately harmful by hateful bias. Therefore, it is all the more frustrating to hear you Aries, another black man who has a platform, denigrate another marginalized group of people who did not choose the way we were born. After all the trauma the black gay and co- all the trauma that the black gay and other communities have suffered here, it is incredibly ignorant and counterproductive to perpetuate that pattern of hate. That's a strong word for what I did and denial of human humanity towards another group. I'm not saying that the uh, that immediately you can understand everything about trans identity and integrate that into your corporate conception of gender and sexuality. But minority to minority, I humbly ask that you talk about trans people. I humbly ask that when you talk about trans people, please refrain refrain from harmful assumptions and stereotypes and instead challenge yourself to approach the topic from a place of curiosity, empathy for another human being. All right. Um, First things first, and I'm going to steal a page out of Dave Chappelle's book, because whether it's stage or a podcast or a movie or a television show, at the end of the day, Let's keep in perspective what this is, which is entertainment. I first want to say to you that at no point in time would I consider or I would think anybody else consider that the joke that I made was hate. It wasn't hate speech. It wasn't any kind of uh, violent rhetoric. So I think you're being a bit extreme. But again, let me quote Dave Chappelle as a policy. I never apologize for anything I say up here. Um, listen, I, I and I and I and listen. I want to be as sensitive as I can be to all human beings, regardless of their sex, desires, wants, uh, wishes to be who you want to be, and all of that. But at the end of the day, and especially when you talk about minorities. Us, we've been through hell and back and back and forth, and we live in hell. We stay, we stay in, we have a residence in hell that is called America and the shit that we go through. So trust me, uh, no one is more empathetic or more understanding to the plight of people's hardships than me. But you know what? The through line has always been through it all: humor. No matter how tragic, no matter how sad no matter how serious you laugh, you have to laugh to keep from crying. And as long as, again, you're not physically fucking with nobody, denying anybody any rights, as long as you are not uh, promoting violent rhetoric, at the end of the day, jokes. These are jokes. And if you so badly want this thing you call equality then you cannot pick and choose from the buffet table this is a this ain't a buffet this is you order from you sit down in this restaurant you see the menu this is what it is and the menu serves everybody everybody is capable of being fucked with and if you truly want this equality thing while you're fighting for your rights you have to be able to laugh at yourself you have to be able to be laughed at You have to be able to be made fun of. As long as it don't come with pain in terms of violence, rhetoric, denial of rights, everybody is up for it. So I don't know if you are looking for an apology, but uh, again, and anybody that's ever listened to this podcast, I fucks with everybody. Black, white, straight, gay, Midgets, non-midgets. I I, I, I just I, I fuck with everybody, man. Foreign domestic. I fuck with my people. I talk about my people to death and the shit that makes me sick. And I and I and I'm not gonna never not love my people. Gay or straight, transgender or not. Andy. Well, oh I'm sorry. And I agree with you.
0: Well,
1: okay, this is where, let me be careful. I don't think being gay is a choice. I think yes, who you are. You're born, that's who you are. I will give you, in an effort to better understand your plight and what you're going through, maybe that's a conversation to be had with a transgender person. Because, okay, if that's who you feel you are, if you're a dude and you feel you're really a woman inside or vice versa, it should be your choice to be who you want to be and be happy in that skin. But, and I'm not saying I feel this way, but when you say it's not a choice in terms of that, I don't know, maybe there's a discussion to be had or a debate at least,
0: Andy. Yeah I I am not going to say debate because you can't cha- you can't tell a person how they feel inside. Uh, but a discussion definitely. And the and the point of comedy before we get off of what uh you were saying is comedy isn't just about the jokes. The jokes are what leads to the conversation. And the conversation is where the change comes from. Uh I like that. So when we bring things up like this and you put out an opinion like that um and I and, and admire you sending in the email and putting out your opinion. But when you say hateful, there wasn't – I I would have to go back and listen to it to. I, I know what the joke was. I know what it was. About me taking a piss. Yeah, but I, I don't I, – I didn't think it was hateful. I think it was – Hi, Andy. And then I went and zipped my thing out and I took a piss. It, it, and it gives levity towards the ideas <clears> of what some people have in their head because that is the idea that some people uh, – you know, have in their head and this is how the conversation starts. And so this is the great effort is by us even doing this because I want to be real honest here for a real quick second. Uh, This isn't anything that is, that benefits us to have this conversation. You don't think so? No, no benefits us as in the, is, as our, our livelihood, our business, because this is a, this is a conversation that that, is dangerous. It's dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. But it's an important conversation to have. And it's important conversation to at least start. And that's really what comics do. And that's why the idea of people canceling comics for things that they've said or, or trying to control what a comic says, you're trying to control conversation. And that's all comedy really leads to is conversation. Whether it's negative or positive, the conversation has to happen. So, I, I like I said, I appreciate uh, the email. I am generally, generally curious because I am not... Um, I'm not, I got to watch how I say that though now. I'm not, not that I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm completely for people living their lives and feeling comfortable and not being, um, no one should ever live in fear because of who they are. Right. <clears throat> and, I, and I think that's a big problem in the transgender community. I think there is some fear. There's backlash from people that are obviously very uncomfortable we, with we, themselves. We, we are the people, <clears throat> black folk, we live in constant fear. And that should not be that way. And right. this, this is what we're working for, is that everybody feels... And while
1: you're living in this fear, you still laugh.
0: Yes. That, that's, that's, and you need that laughter. You need it, like you said, you need it so that you can continue to live. You can't go through that. But I think that, so as we have these conversations, it's critical that we have honest conversation. And not say things just to appease the mass. I like that. Just
1: to appease. You said something when we when we brought this, when this episode ha- happened, where I told you the thing about Umar Johnson. And he said, you know, love, I'm support my black lesbians, my black gay brothers, transgenders. I'm working on it. And you said, I thought that was fair. And I want to go to a word you just said. Comfortable. And not to appease. Just like you shouldn't be forced to live in fear we shouldn't be certain people should not be forced to be comfortable with something they may not be comfortable with. Now And again, that's not to say that that means you shouldn't have rights. You should be harmed. You should be able to live your life without fear, 100% comfortably at ease and be happy, but don't take away my feeling to feel how I feel. And if I feel uncomfortable, then as long as my uncomfortability doesn't infringe on you,
0: this is why these conversations need to happen. So we can figure that figure this out. Yeah, because without the conversation, um, and this, this is where, you know, I, I said this about race. I said it's very, it's very hard for, uh, I'm just going to go use white male because that's the general, the, that's the, the generic uh, person who is supposed to have everything. As a white male, when you get up in the morning, you don't have to do anything extra to be a white male. You get up, And you go, you're just, the world was set up for you. The, 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 this country was set up for you that way. White male, you get up, you eat your breakfast, your wife takes care of the kid, you know, just the whole, the idea, the generic setup. Right. And so when I, when I talk about race, I talk about like, it's harder. Sometimes it's hard for that white male to understand a black perspective because they don't see it that way. You don't, you do it doesn't touch you that way because you think everything, because everything is set up to work for you. You feel it's set up that way to work for everyone. Right. So now let's take it to another, to, to the group of uh, transgender. How is someone who has no clue how you feel? Because for us, our sexuality, our physical presence matches our head. That is a complicated thing for us to understand. And that's going to take work. That's going to take conversation. That's going to take meaningful conversation of people not to be offended on, the, on uh, the trans side because we aren't capable of explaining ourselves completely to you or to uh, completely to understanding because we can't feel what you feel. And that conversation is going to have to be had, and there's going to be a lot of mistakes in that conversation. But without the mistakes, comes no learning, and that's what I—that's where I get um, cur- That's where where I get careful about this because I don't want to be the person that's made the example of you said something, uh, now you have to pay for it. So others will learn. No, the pre- reason we would say something is because we want to learn. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring this up. We wouldn't have this topic of conversation on the podcast uh, if we weren't truly interested in bringing equality and listening and trying to understand. So, and that's what comedians do. This is their attempt in a funny way to relieve the room in some kind of humor so that we can have the start, the conversation. And that gets me back to the beginning of how this whole thing started.
1: I, I, I had a dude who wrote me an email and said, dude, when you did the thing about taking the piss at the end, I fucking died. Now this is where the subjective part comes in. He thought it was funny. He said he died laughing. Obviously, uh, CA, this person who wrote this email, didn't think it was funny. So am I supposed to then go, well, which side do I, do I take from? Because I'm a comic and my job is always to be funny. So do I listen to the dude who died or do I go, oh, shit. Okay, I ain't going to do that no more.
0: Well, no, I think, I think what you – I think both – opinions uh, uh, that are important to discuss just even to discuss what we're discussing right now one person was laughing about it and had a great laugh over it because obviously that triggered something in their head ca here has a different uh problem with it problem with it because of what their past experience has been in life so we can see how big the divide is and we can have the conversation but again Without being comfortable, and I want to say this is not a comfortable conversation, but without being uncomfortable to have this conversation, we're not going to get anywhere. We'll just be divided. without being uncomfortable. We can't get comfortable. Exactly, dude. Let me tell you something. I saw, uh, and and I'm again, I'm am
1: a big fan of documentaries uh, about race. And I, when I was watching, uh, I'm not I'm I'm not your Negro. The, the James Baldwin documentary, and I've seen this footage before, but the Freedom Riders they would give classes, like pre-classes to go, this is what you're going to be in store for. And it would be blacks and whites in those classes who were going to take part in the Freedom Rides, and they would go through exercises of, this is what's going to happen. So let's act like we're, 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 we're protesting, sitting in a segregated restaurant wanting to be served. And, to, and as, the, as the blacks and the white people were sitting there acting like customers, Behind them would be more blacks and whites in the class acting like the racist people who are going to torment them. And they would play it out. Well, you can't sit here, nigger. You don't belong here, you dark monkey, you nigger. And they would physically push them and taunt them and and get physical with them to let them prepare them for what they were in store for. And as they were doing these exercises, a couple times they broke out laughing. Now, this is serious shit. Yeah, They're going to experience violence, pain, assault. They're, they're, they're putting their lives on the line, and they're laughing. So even in the darkest of times, you don't think slaves laughed?
0: You have to laugh to relieve your tension. That's, that's, that's what hysteric There's a thing called hysterical laughter, too, right. where you get into such a bad situation that you can't stop laughing. Right. It's, it's, a, it's to release endorphins and, and save your body from... You having- know how
1: many times I've laughed when I've failed at sex? Nigga, like I come quick and my girl is mad and I'm laughing, like listen. At the end of the day, that's why it's like, you know, I don't want to be insensitive, but you gotta miss me with understand my pain when we have a history
0: of pain. Well, that's but to be black is painful. But that's also what they're addressing here is that. Is the hatred, the violence, and they're asking you to identify with what they're going through because you are black and you should be able to take some of that uh, ignorance that others have had towards black America and be able to feel that towards uh, this new population. I don't want to say new population, but it is a new population, and I'll get back to that, of transgender and the reason I'm going to say it's new, and I'd like to address this right away with new, because something in this article that was very important came up is, uh, is the cure for this dysmorphia. And the cure isn't something that has been around for generations and generations, hundreds of years. This is, uh, this is relatively, in, in medical terms, is newer. Um, I don't know in the last, is it the 50 years that they've been able to... Uh, I I don't I don't. This is something where again I'm speaking, but I don't have all the knowledge and information. But this is newer where you are where you can change your physical being, and so this is a newer community, dude, dude. It
1: seems like the further we get in this life with technology, you're gonna be able to do anything and everything that was inconceivable ten years ago. You you can you turn you go from human to turtle. They're gonna find a way to make you turn into an animal. Actually,
0: you know, if you if you wanted to play a sport and you could, uh, you they could have some kind of animal gene to make you run. I'm faster telling than you, I, would I, do it. I, I, I don't doubt it. And you know, into the and, and as as people look this, and and this is going to get very minimal for people that thinking that I'm reaching on this, but we've done this. I mean, there's contact lenses out. You want you you have brown eyes, but you want blue eyes. You change your color of your eyes. You change it, and that, that's a want. That's not a in an internal. But I'm just saying we've this is this is what we've done. Our whole, whole history is to change who we are. Yeah. So uh, I I really feel for what you're trying to get across here to Aries and myself, but I want you to understand this is based on two comedians, not people that really should. Really have the tools to talk about this in a, in, in a straightforward TED Talk documentary way. We have a way of breaking tension with some comedy and, and putting some insights of how two humans feel about something.
1: And again, I'm going to say this and I'm going to get off it. Um, again, I'm not trying to be insensitive to your plight or your dilemmas. Uh, but I will say this. Perspective. If I had done a joke where the joke and the punchline ended with someone of transgender being hurt, suggesting some violence, then you then it's like, OK, I might have to bag up and go, man, you might want to rethink that. Or you, you were kind of it, it was none of that. It was none of that. It, 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 so so what are we really upset
0: about? You can't be that sensitive. Lighten up. Well, the sensitivity, I mean, I, I, going to what you're saying, think about the, uh, the Eddie Murphy uh, album where he says uh, he's in San Francisco and they don't even, the, 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 the police cars are woo woo, 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 woo. And that's not even the sirens. It'd be a real fag know. on the top of woo, 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 woo. So, what did, what did that do, though? I mean, I, and what I'm saying is, it's, it's the conversation. It's but the convers- it then
1: it didn't do anything cuz that was a different time. time. It would have done something today. But today
0: he would be canceled. He would be they would want because he said fag. Yep. Uh because it would be deemed as making fun of it where I, I grew up in that time and gays found it funny in the way that it uh, that it brought attention and it was humor there was humor behind it. It wasn't uh to say it to be demean- to to be disrespectful or hurtful to the gay community. It was and I'm not going to say as we look back at it now, we can see where it had prejudice. But what I'm saying is it was never the intent wasn't to harm anyone. And we have grown because of that. And these conversations are what's going to help, help us grow. This isn't to set anybody back. This isn't to make anybody feel bad. But it is to have the conversation and go forward. Because I I, I am learning. I'm trying to understand. I'm not 100% where I go, yeah, yeah, I get, I get it. I, I get it I don't 100% get it There's a lot more work That I need to do To understand And I think that's where Most of us are Right And my, and here's my bottom line To some degree
1: If you didn't want to get it That's your right Yeah As long as you're not Fucking with nobody Or denying anybody That's your right For whatever reason You don't want to get it If you feel uncomfortable If you want to call it A religious thing
0: Whatever That's your right. But do you give now in that same voice? Do you still give people who uh, think a a black person is less than a white person and as long as they live in their home and have those feelings and don't take that out? into As long
1: as you're not fucking with me, as long as you're not denying me, think whatever the fuck you want to think. That don't bother me. That don't infringe upon my life.
0: What if they had a position of power?
1: That's different. That, that's but what we I'm don't, saying. But we
0: don't know that they have a position of power.
1: Listen, we don't know anything until it happens. There's, we we know every day if we don't know nothing else. With all these Karens and Kens, these motherfuckers live among us. They I mean, they work with us. They're, they're they're police officers. They're fucking judges.
0: No, the best part of all this though is that they also live in the Democratic community. They live in the Republican community. We're fi- we're finally starting to see that. Uh, these one-sided arguments aren't going to work. It's about humanity. It's not about a party. It's not about uh, your, there's plenty of people that you would think are that are uh, living a good life that are not the people that you would want to invite into your house. So we're learning that right now. We're seeing that this is bringing all this to light. So I think it's a very good time. I understand your point. I know there's a plight that people in the transgender community have. That is not to disrespect him, but this is to con- start the conversation and to make Dude, sure the that conversation shit moves drink that goddamn water. Wait. I have to use the bathroom, Andy. <laughs> Let's get off this because we t-
1: took a half hour with this shit. All right, next one. From our boy Moonkee. Um, he goes, Gemma, Gemma, Gemma. Andy, how are we good? Yeah, we're good. Hey, Stu. How fucking dare you give Gemma, a.k.a. Gemstar, a five or six on a scale of one to ten. You... And he goes in his... Puts in parentheses. Joe Pesci voice. You chew, motherfucker! you. Matter of fact, I'm about to let you have it. You Francis Ford, Coppola, Rob Zombie, rock music video director looking motherfucker. <laughs> you probably would give Phoebe from Friends a higher rating. Talk about she got too much thigh for you. Nigga, go do some push-ups. That woman is everything you would want in a woman, from the hair to the toes. I'm a thigh man, so that is paradise for me. I'm telling you, Andy, every single time I'm ready to give you a do-rag, Tim's, and three pairs of cubic zirconia earrings, you fuck it up and say some off-the-wall shit. And let me stop you, Matthew. You know them Jews be about them diamonds, so Andy wouldn't (laughs) fuck with those anyway. What is this, Velvet? Um... I got to turn the car around and drop your ass back off in Juville. Nah, but Andy, how do you like living on the East Coast? I got a friend from Arizona, and I believe where she's from is Avondale. Every time she posts a video of our neighborhood, it looks mad laid back, looks like a completely different vibe from the East Coast. My bad for going off on you, but don't you dare diss a healthy thigh again. That bitch is bad. And Aries, I'm glad you confirmed she had an accent. I thought I was tripping when I heard her speak. Ten points for Gemma. Yeah, I told you,
0: boy. That's my... Woo, woo! Here's my rule. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to my rule. If you are drowning and I can't pull you out of the pool, or if I can't save you from a burning car... You're a dead motherfucker. Yeah, I can't I can't fuck with you because I, I need someone that I know that I can take care of. It's, it's that easy. Uh, and Avondale's great. I mean... Dude, everything that you hear, every place that I've ever been in this country has some areas that I wouldn't subscribe to. But I, Arizona is actually a pretty cool place. Uh, not all of Arizona, but I think it's a pretty cool place. But I always felt more uh, at home on the East Coast from the very first time I ever went there. I've, I'm a little bit too neurotic for for it out there. I move a little bit faster. I want to get to where I'm going a little bit sooner. And I fit I, I fit right in in this. In, uh, East Coast, and I've always felt a little bit of fish out of water in Arizona. But if you want a place to slow down and chill out, Arizona's great, man. Dude,
1: again, I, I have these uh, memes on Instagram, these mansion memes, and uh, Arizona's got some pretty fly fucking real estate. I, I just
0: – the desert. I, I just couldn't be surrounded by all that desert. Dude, you're never in the desert. I mean, you're in the desert, but you never in you, – you, you get your house, you have a pool – I mean, and in, the, in the beautiful, you know, we were, we were, we were just looking at homes uh, on the East Coast. And, like, a one-bedroom is, is a half a million dollars. Yeah. You know what you could get for half a million dollars dude, in Arizona? Dude,
1: dude, I, I'm sure. I, I'm telling you, I've, I've seen some of these houses, and I go, but I can't live there. Like, I'm sure, where are we right now? Saint Louis? I'm sure for, for what my house costs in Cali, in St. Louis, I'd be, nigga, a king. But then some of the way these niggas talk, I go, I can't, I can't live here. I can't, I can't do
0: it. But in, in Arizona too, like if you, let's say Phoenix, you got a two, two hour drive, two and a half hour drive up to Flagstaff and you're in, uh, I know. you're in snow. You, you take, you just go to Prescott and it's, it's like 70 degrees, 70, 80 degrees. It's always nice there. Uh, you can be in Mexico if you want to go down to Mexico. You can be in California in six hours. I mean, uh, I mean <laughs> in, L- hours. In, in LA <laughs> in six hours driving, an hour on a flight. I right. mean, Phoenix, I, honestly, I, like I miss how easy it was. That's the thing that I would say. Right. But uh, now, man, if they're having a good life out there, man, go out there, go vacation out there. It is nice. There's nothing that I can say uh, about Arizona.
1: Avondale, is uh, niggas out there.
0: Yeah. No, man. You know that's I, I don't spend a lot of time in Avondale, but that's really on the yeah pr- probably the, it's uh, it Arizona has a, a healthy mix. It's uh, up in North Scottsdale's the place that I see where uh, I, I, I said this before. Oh yeah, this I said this to you. Um, when I, I lived in uh, North Scottsdale for a year and, mm-hmm. and, and cause I was, I had a job up there and that's when my kids were real young and, uh, I'll never forget. I just want to get out of there. I wanted to get out of it. I want, it just, it felt fake. And I said to my kids when we we're moving and, uh, we had everything loaded up and we're driving back down to, uh, into Phoenix and we're living, um, kind of like Indian school, and, like, 24th Street. And that's an area that has everything. It has all different kinds of people that live there. And I just remember saying to my kids, man, and there's no, like, good, I'll just say it like this. I said to my kids, let's go, and I go, there's a church's chicken right by our house. Let's go see some black folks, and let's go see some Mexican folks. I'm fucking so sick of this fucking place. <laughs> and that's, you know, I just wanted to get out of out of that. That's the only place in Arizona that I that is really uh, one-sided like that. But the rest of it, I I, I really do like it. Go check it out.
1: Um, This is from Warren Rogers. What's up, Andy? What's up, Aries? Big fan uh, man since Mad TV days. I still remember your part in the movie Love Chronicles when you was fucking with the voodoo chick and she made your dick fall off. Brother, 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 brother. You have got to chill with some of the meat references you make. (laughs) The way you describe Italian food about the meat being spicy and tough and you love the meat. Be having me scream, no homo, at my speakers on some episodes. But nah, no niggas in here. Uh, But nah, I love the podcast. Love you and Annie. Keep doing what y'all doing. The podcast is incredible. And I finally caught up on all the episodes. P.S. dude, I fucking love the Denzel Washington impression you do. Blue Magic. All right, like Pepsi. That's your brand name. All right, and they know that. Like they know me as the chairman of General Mills. Uh... There you go. Pepsi spread in. Thank you, Warren. Uh, all love, brother. Um, yeah, appreciate it. Keep listening, baby. Um, let, me see. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Okay. Uh, 80s kid Chris. Uh, no, no, wait, wait. Uh, no, this is from Daniel. Let me make sure right. Uh, okay. Daniel Brito. Subject. 80s movies. You are the shiznick. Hi, Aries. I had the pleasure of finally meeting both you and Andy at the Miami Improv not long ago. And you guys brought the house down, especially when you were raging on the purple pants wearing Prince lookalike <laughs> with the bad perm sitting in the front row. I remember that. Yeah, dude. yeah. I truly lost my shit. I've listened to every episode of the podcast and truly believe you don't receive the credit you deserve. You are, in my Paul Mooney votes, too real, homie. You're too goddamn real. And sometimes that might rub folks the wrong way. But I honestly think that is one of your strongest suits. As for Andy, he seems like genu- like he seems like genuinely a good dude. And your heated debates with him are always extremely interesting interesting and very thought provoking. So keep up the great work. I recently heard the 80s movies podcast released today and wanted to send you some picks, particularly one that is not on everyone's radar but happens to be one of my favorite comedies of all time. 1983's Easy Money with Rodney Dangerfield and Joe Pesci. I never knew they did a movie together.
0: I forgot about it, but that's a good movie. Is it really? Yeah, it's funny.
1: Yeah, the only movies I really liked by Rodney, well, Back to School was great, and uh, of course, him and Caddyshack. Uh, If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. You'll laugh your ass off. And for the rest of the picks, here you go. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Love I've that. Never seen
0: that. Dude, that's one of my. That's the movie that all those like high school that's movies Sean are Penn, based, right? yeah, they're based. Yeah, they are based on. Yeah, man. What was
1: this cat Piccololi or Piccoli? Uh, some uh, weird. It's, shit? Oh man, that's uh, Piccoli. sounds like an Italian meat. Yeah. Um. Let me get um, <laughs> a couple slices of the mortadella. Uh. Fucking some Genoa salami. Uh. And a pound of the uh, Piccoli. S- excuse me, ma'am. What? Why you won't serve me? No niggas in here, you know? Um, Silver Bullet, Weird Science, which was just on the other day. Um, I love
0: Weird Science. She has not aged well, man. No, well, She got really big. She had to go to... Uh, um, she was on uh, that, that reality show, the, the Fat Motherfuckers. Yeah, she she had to go lose... The, yeah, she, she got... Born in the 80s, though. <laughs> Again, Kelly LeBrock.
1: Kelly LeBrock. That was one of them
0: jack-off movies. Um, Spaceballs. I never liked that movie. Spaceballs. I thought it was funny. It just wasn't. That wasn't my movie. That right.
1: Um, teen Wolf, Predator,
0: Get to the Chopper,
1: Dylan. If it bleeds, we can kill it. You are one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Terminator, come with me if you want to live. License to Drive, The Thing. Nightmare on Elm Street. Dude, let me tell you something. Freddie was my dude back then. Of all the guys, and that, and they don't really do that anymore today. In the 80s, you had the guys. Fucking Pinhead, Freddie, Jason, Leatherface. But Freddie was my dude, man. Um, King of New York, uh, Back to the Future, Goonies. Uh, that is a must-see for children. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which I thought was overrated.
0: I don't know. I, how I you
1: never, think that's I never thought that movie. What well, was special? It, oh, that movie gets so much hype. Well, what the fuck was? It's great. Ugh. Full Metal Jacket. Let me see your war fights, dude. I love that movie. Is still I gotta on. rewatch that, man. Uh, the Lost Boys classic podcast top three episodes. Pussy podcast, three mics. Jackson Jordan Tyson. The eighties first one. Really excited for the Rocky series you guys are doing. It's about time. Again, keep up the great work, and I wish you and Andy only the best. Best regards, Daniel Brito. Daniel, thank you, my brother. Much love to you, baby. Thanks, man. Um. Okay, yeah, not that Uh, My girl. <laughs> my cherie amour, Sweeter than a summer day. Um, Shamor Emery. A fair question. It's hard answering your question the way it was framed. I don't know that I can say it's worse if a woman cheats. I think that's very specific to a relationship and those circumstances. I think men and women cheat for different reasons. Most of the time, a woman is looking for something emotionally, and men are looking for something physically. Yes. Of course, I'm speaking in general terms. Yes, there are men... uh, Oh, yes, there are times when a woman just wants sex... But the majority of the time, a woman doesn't have sex with all the men who try to get with her. We've played this game once with friends, and the questions was, would I prefer my partner have sex one time with a stranger or have a six-month emotion relationship with someone? I said sex in a heartbeat. I said that because I know that meaningless sex doesn't mean anything to most men. I believe men don't leave their relationships for one-night stands, but they would if they're emotionally attached. I hope people don't interpret, th- interpret this as I accept entanglements or we have an open relationship or anything like that. I'm responding to a specific question. Also, as much as society wants to act like men and women are 100% the same mentally and biologically, we're not, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's why I like this woman, man.
0: Yeah, I think she hit all the points, and it's exactly... I, I mean, obviously, every case is different, like she said, but, yeah, I think men still are just... we're physical beings. Yeah, it's a sport.
1: You know what I mean. Once we shoot that pussy, we hang it up on the wall, and we
0: say we did that, and it's on to the next. elk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dude. The way you just put it right now, the unfortunate <laughs> part about it, it is 100 accurate. Yes, it's, but it's it sounds barbaric. It's barbaric. It does. Yeah, but I mean, but if you want to get to the baseline, yeah, and we get upset when women cheat because they didn't cheat on... They cheated on us with their heart. That's why we get upset about yes. it. Yes. And that's very different between the two. Not that one's better than the other. I yes. get that. But that's our... That's it. But for the record, even if
1: she didn't cheat on us with her heart, uh, and it was just physical, that hurts too. That does. Because we like you now. That Once, you, once we give you our heart... Uh, you can't say, "Oh, well, it was just physical. It didn't mean nothing." Nah, my heart is invested in you now. When I put my dick in a bitch, my heart ain't in it. Yeah, you're. We... My my heart stays home, and my dick grabs its coat and jacket. I go, I'll be back.
0: That that. But then again, that's what I, why I said I think it's more important to like someone. Right. Lo- love is like that that emotion that comes from from some. I can't. It's not even explain. You could see someone across the street and fall in love with them, like. But that could be gone in an hour. Right. To like someone, that's a lot of pain to go and through And listen, like
1: even the physical, as much as I talk about Gemstar, if I sat down with that bitch and she was just everything I didn't expect from a personality standpoint, i still smash. But the disappointment would be, damn, I thought I would marry you, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is from our girl, Thera, our other girl, our, our other girl, and it's entitled... Zven dollar geld German for $10, a lot of money. I like that. Zven zen dollar ville geld a Creative bitch. All right. Um, scenario time. You have the career of your dreams. You can have the career of your dreams, ultimate movie star shit, 10 mansions, driving Lambos and off yachts, Lambos and yachts on Sunday for the fuck of it. But, You can only have one woman for life. If you cheat on her, you immediately lose everything. She could even be that chicken nugget shaped bitch off of Instagram if you want. Are you talking about Gemma? (laughs) Farrah, don't you do that. Mookie, I know you with me. We need to both backhand the shit out of Farrah with a Three Stooges-like type shit. What? Hating Farrah. Um, But with this chicken McNugget shape, bitch if you want, but she is it forever. Now on the flip side, you're a blue collar worker and married, but your girl is cool with you fucking whatever stray meat you find. However, you live that nine to five baloney on Wonder Bread existence forever. No more comedy, but endless street pussy. Which do you choose? Listening to you and Annie discuss Tarantino movies proves the point that Jackie Brown gets no fucking respect. The movie is perfection from the soundtrack to the acting. Chris Tucker gets murdered over Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Robert De Niro fucks Bridget Fonda. And Sam Jackson is terrifyingly good. In fact, his performance in Jackie Brown beats De Django. Mm, I don't know about that. that well. Yes, I just said that. Honestly, it's not hard to play a Sambo coon. Just ask Terry Crews. But to play that sadistic but cool as fuck murderer, murderer was gold. Well, Ferrah, niggas have cool sadistic in him anyway. Um also you have a point about Denzel's son. To this day I don't get the hype around black Klansman. Thank you. After seeing the powerhouse that was Malcolm X, Klansman felt like the straight to DVD follow-up. Thera, love you baby. Zendala Vel Geld. Um first things first, the scenario. Nine to five, regular blue collar, punch a clock, lunch pail, hard hat. But Endless Pussy. Uh or Mansion movie star, have it all, but only fuck one girl.
0: You asking me right now? Yeah. Oh, I take the mansion. The movie With the star. The one girl. With the one girl. Oh
1: man. Oh man. Here's what what, what almost makes you have to choose.
0: Oh, the one but, girl. but yeah, but before that, she never said this. And this is this is this is uh, this is really fucked up. Do I love that one girl? I mean, am, am I in it? Are we together? Do we we emotionally?
1: Whether you are or aren't, the attraction and the allure is you got all that shit. The Lambos, the yacht, yeah, the but, mansion,
0: the money, fame. But, but she didn't say if that one girl was like, the I'm in it with him. Like, um, because without that, you're going to cheat. I
1: think you have to say to make it spicy, you're not in love with her because if you're in love with her and you're not a cheating type of dude, you can be with one woman like you. Well, then you got the best of both worlds. Not if I hate her. Exactly. That's why you have to throw that in there. Yep, you she- have to not get along with her, but and you can only fuck this bitch who you can't stand. But you got all that shit.
0: But I can't. Now, if you put I can't stand her, no, then I then I'll take you, you the the nine to five. Yeah.
1: But here's the key part. If this like if you're looking in the contract, here's the fine print. And this is what because she said this makes you go, I might have to be a one-woman nigga.
0: No more comedy. Oh no more. See, this is okay, this is hard because Yeah. I, I, I really need to know I, I know what you're saying, but that's not her question. If I'm in it with the other chick with the with the girl, I'm right. definitely in that because the but, other- the,
1: but that but but if but if you're in it with the other chick and y'all love each other, if again if you are a one-woman dude, there's no struggle there. You're getting everything yeah. to make the pot spicy. Yeah, you don't really care for this broad. But to the other scenario, no more comedy. So what means more to you? Not having the love of your life or the love in this bitch? Or you can't be funny no more. You can't do comedy no more. But I have everything. No, you have the nine-to-five, the one to bred existence. Oh, no comedy she included no, in that. No, I didn't. Get but you that. get all the street
0: pussy you want. No, I'd still take I I, I wanna I wanna I'm old now, so I figure. You I take gotta, the first one. I'll take the first one because I want to die comfortably. Got you.
1: Got you. <sighs> I'll take the first one too, but that broad gotta go through changes.
0: Well you have Sur- all the money. You could get all the surgery you want. Yeah,
1: she got it. we gotta make her into a new bitch every month. Little Kim,
0: <laughs> Ziggy Agella, uh, or just Little Kim because Little Kim makes herself new all the time.
1: Yeah, she got to have 15 face surgeries and go through several tit sizes.
0: There you go.
1: You know how many women, the feminists. Oof. Um, and Jackie Brown.
0: I like Jackie Brown.
1: I know you do, but not, but, not, not better than. Uh, not, not,
0: no, nah. no. Nah. no. You, you, you know who's. Uh, Well, there's a lot of reasons why, but I I just, I did the, in in Django, there was a relationship that was established without that movie. I mean, there was an arc throughout the movie where you're dealing with all the relationships and and, in Jackie Brown, it's not like that. There's again, it's, it's kind of like Pulp Fiction where there's little, there's segments where two people were interacting together and then it all comes together at the end. The uh, Django has a it's a, it's the movie is is all about the relationship and and so the way the actors interact together I think that's one of the best one, that movie was one of the best movies between all those actors right so no I I I get what she's saying that Jackie Brown doesn't get the respect it deserves but Jackie Brown had a very had a similar uh, storytelling way that Pulp Fiction had and I think that's why it doesn't get the and you know the other thing for me is when they
1: combine two actors that are heavyweights, I expect especially with a movie that's done by Quentin Tarantino or if it's done by Scorsese I expect fireworks. I expect to see certain things and I felt like damn Sam Jackson and De Niro in the same movie and I didn't like the dynamic. I want to see both of them go hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like I said if if, if Wesley and Denzel ever did a movie together I want to see them niggas go hard. Not some passive aggressive one is this way and uh, others that way. Go hard. I want dynamite.
0: So. That's why you didn't like the Irishman that much.
1: Yes. All that dynamite. And that
0: was a. <laughs> they oh, were older. Man. They were portraying older
1: Fuck people. That. Uh that. A listener from the UK, Wayne Deshaun. Hi, Arizonandi. Hello, mates. Uh, let me preface this email by stating I'm one of the many British wankers who listens to your podcast religiously, so feel free to read this in an English accent. I'll read some of it. I'll listen to a little podcast, but yours is the first one I felt compelled to email because it's so bloody good. I'll say this with no hyperbole, your podcast constantly leaves me in stitches, mate. Aries, you're a freakishly talented and hugely underrated guy. That honky Andy is cool too, I guess. Going back to your episode yeah. last Thursday, I hate to be pedantic, tosspot, UK slang, but quid is the British equivalent of bucks. Oh, you yeah. were right. I had that All one. Right. Um, you look at you, you Jew motherfucker. You.
0: There's a money question.
1: <clears throat> Dare we, you Jew motherfucker? You. So really, you should have said ten quid is a lot of money, mate. Shillings was the old currency Britain used to use in addition to pounds. Until the 70s. Your English accent was spot on. I have to stress though, it was an English accent, not British. Oh, shit. All right, so it's like light skin, dark skin. Got you. I say this because Britain is made up of four countries. England, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. Scotland. Northern Ireland. Uh, And those last three countries get sensitive with their accent as grouped in with ours. Their accents are distinct from English ones. London has its own unique slang and accents. The one you did is Cockney, which is from the east of London. I always thought Cockney was kind of like that really hard, you know, he's going he's gonna to make a record. You know, when I was in his studio, I made a record, but you don't really, my, I thought that's what it was.
0: I, I I have no idea. Okay. Um...
1: Uh, the, the the kind of accent you usually hear in, in British gangster movies, like those, like, is it like, because that's like that joke Godfrey does with like, those Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah. You know, oh where's my money? Oh, don't, Eddie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd give you and Andy some London English slang to learn and play around with. So wanker slash tosser equals jerk off. Bell end equals dickhead. Are you taking the piss equals are you joking? Sweet as a nut equals I'm feeling great. Shag equals fornicate. And then he makes a comment. Here we go. Hey, Jason, you barely know how are you? I'm good, you wanker. How about you, mate? Oh, I'm sweet as a nut. I shagged your boat last night. Are oh, you taking a piss off of me, Tulsa? <laughs> I like that.
0: <laughs> I do. I like it, too. Um Like, that would be helpful for some of this Ricky Gervais stuff that I was watching. Right. Because uh, I know there's a little bit of slang in there that I didn't catch the first time around. Right. Um, But, yeah, I appreciate that.
1: He also ends it with, uh, you also have Cockney rhyming slang, which I'll save for another email. Please send me this, dude, because I love this shit. Otherwise, this one will drag on and on. Keep up the good work, and thank you so much for giving us three episodes. Kind regards, Wayne. You know, it's funny. um, This dude who used to play for the Tennessee Titans out of Memphis, uh, wants to do a short film with me and Godfrey. He reached out and uh, he's a writer slash wannabe director and he wants us to play two black British guys Uh, and it's something about Black Panther on some real shit and uh, we had a conversation, a conference conversation with him yesterday and uh, I just, I would look forward to it just because I know uh, Godfrey does those great accents and just the two of us being able to other? playing off each other would just seem like
0: fucking candy land. Dude, when I was in New York with you guys and we were riding on the subway, it was so much fun because you guys were just... Yeah, we like two little kids, man. Yeah, you it know? was so much fun. <clears throat> Dude, I, I thought uh, like the Queen's English is like supposed to be the upper crust. Like the uh, snotty? Yeah, and then I thought Cockney was... Uh, and I don't know what I'm talking about, but I thought that was more of the the slang or the, the, the lower end. That's what I'm uh, saying, music. like like the trash. Uh, give
1: me two more bees, right? for me and me friend here. Are you talking to? Or taking a piece out of me.
0: Fuck you. Play the record. That just sounds like a rugby player that got hit too many times.
1: Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Me.
0: Blimey, mate.
1: <laughs> what was the King's English? It's a lot like this. Uh, I want some tea. Anybody want some tea? Can you please sock me dick? Yeah. Pull me cock out. Suck me dick for the record. Yeah.
0: The, I want to know what what, what blowjob is. And the-
1: yes. Yes. Can you please tickle me fancies? All right, oh, I could do that shit all day. I love it. And Gemma, how dare you, Fera? You know, she got the accent. For all my fans, please reach out. I'd eat the fucking snot out that bitch nose. Uh wow. From Isaac Tucker. Hey man, um, hey man, how in the fucking world can you ever even fix your mouth to criticize Jay? He's talking about the dude who said. Uh, Jay-Z wasn't that great of a rapper uh, he's in his own category just the first line on a public announcement blows away most of these rappers whole albums and I like this email he sent me because he literally sent me the lyrics so let me let's get you familiar with your mistake I I can't remember who the dude's name was so allow me to reintroduce myself my name is Hove H to the O V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z I guess even back then you could call me CEO of the ROC Hove. Fresh out the frying pan into the fire. I be the music biz number one supplier. Flying in a piece of paper bearing my name. Got the hottest chicken in the game. Wearing my chain, that's right. hove, not DOC. But similar to them letters, no one could do it better. I checked cheddar like a food inspector. My homie strict dude told me, dude, finish your breakfast. So that's what I'ma do. Take you back to the dude with the Lexus. Fast forward to the jewels and the necklace. Let me tell you dudes what I do to protect this. Shoot at you actors like movie directors. Come on, man. Come on. What are you, what? <laughs> this nigga's a lyrical beast. How am I 28 and I have clarity on this? I'm convinced dude just wanted to get his email read on the pod. Anyway, Aries, you've replied to one of my emails before, so you know you and my top five comedians. The podcast is A1. Keep giving us great points of views. And last, and you're the truth. Stay true to your process and grind, sir. Please come to Atlanta soon. I know how you feel about the self. Stay blessed, brothers. P.S. Beat this squad. Jordan, Kobe, Durant, Garnett, and Dream. Well, any team with Jordan on it already has my 90% vote. But then you put Jordan and Jordan Jr. So that locks it up for me. Garnett, Dream. And, and Durant, yeah, no one beats that squad except five Jesuses.
0: As long as Kobe and Jordan get along. Well, yeah. But the team teams aren't just about the, your ability. It's mm-hmm. how you're going to play together on the court. Right. So I, I think it's a good team. But I don't know if that is necessarily. I'd rather see like Iverson.
1: Oh, instead of Kobe?
0: Yeah, because I, cause I think the little dude going up, like, Jordan would like that. Did you hear this new meathead shit Alan Iverson
1: said? Mm. At first, he was praising Michael's dirty draws. Now, he recently said, uh, look, man, I know Mike's supposed to be the GOAT, but this LeBron guy is the one.
0: LeBron's <clears throat> playing out of his mind right now. He's
1: still... Three and six, and he has yet to win this next ring, so it's not even in the bag yet. You know how I feel,
0: but I mean, as 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 an athlete and everything that he has and to be healthy all this time to play the way that he, he plays, just had
1: two years off,
0: still. Now Jordan's always going to be the one for me, but I'm I'm telling you this. This is a strong argument.
1: Listen, I don't really have to do this, but. It's the way I play the game. You don't want to play the game that way? You don't play the game. Break. Um Ephraim Young, Tom Hanks. I'm staying on this movie shit with you guys because honestly, I'm a movie head. You fellas debated Will Smith and Tom Cruise were the biggest in the 90s, early 2000s. Yes, you're right, but you forgot about Tom Hanks. Just a thought. He made a lot of great movies, uh, in my opinion, but... More on the dramatic side. Your thoughts. I've been wanting to chime in on the political racial shit, but those emails could be too long. I, I and don't have time to get into savagery Caucasian history. I'll tell you what was savagery uh, that sentence. <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I, it was I and don't have time to get into savagery Caucasian history. I'll keep it lighthearted from now on. Peace. Ephraim Young, Catskills, New York. Get ready. Ten dollar, a lot of money. Um.
0: Yo, Tom Hanks was was a dude. Was the dude. No, but the thing with Tom Hanks is he's consistent. I mean, he's still going to come out with movies. Yeah. And yeah, he's but he's a different kind of... You know, he's a lead, but he's also a character. Yes, and 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 listen, as I've said
1: before, there's a difference between movie stars and great actors. And as I said, some dudes are one or the other. Some dudes are both. He's both, but his record, I think, for box office blockbusters, ain't fucking with Will. Ain't fucking with Tom Cruise, but he's been consistently
0: But he he has he has what two Academy Awards? Yeah but there's some dude that don't necessarily always He almost got the almost got a third one He's in the the one the highest grossing movies of Forrest all time Gump. Forrest Gump Um His record in movies is pretty untouchable. I mean he's done No no no
1: He's consistently been a, a, a big deal Yeah Um I just don't think to the level of the fanfare of Will Smith and Tom
0: Cruise. I think that, I think that Hanks puts himself in a great position with, by picking great uh, scripts, directors, and puts himself in a great position to make great movies. And he's a great actor in any movie that he goes into. When we talk about star quality, and then you talk about, people who bring people to the box office. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's so that's the difference. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. mean, you go you go to see a uh, Tom Hanks movie because you know it's going to be good because he's consistently good. Yes. You go see uh and you, and you do with Tom Cruise and Will Smith too,
1: but again, you're going for boom, Tom. explosions and
0: you know, yeah, well big big movies. Big but, shit. Dude, I just saw um when I got here, the the Will Smith movie was on the the one where he's Trying to get into being, uh, he's homeless. Come kind of with his son, kind of not. Pursuit homeless. of happiness, dude. That movie, yeah. So how, how they did such a great job? How they just kept it. It wasn't over. The, it wasn't over the top. They didn't try to make it. I mean, it was sad. I mean, it right. but it wasn't like they made it. Oh, like they didn't show like bodies on the street, and he had right. to walk his kid through this like right. uh, this junkie with a, yeah. anything. anything. They just made it life, and I thought he did such a great job in that movie. I mean, I saw that when I got right. when we got here to St. Louis. It was on TV when I got in. Before we came to St. Louis, I
1: saw Philadelphia. Dude, that's what a what a great fucking movie that was, man. Denzel and Tom Hanks. That, that man,
0: but <laughs> is he? Yeah, because in the, even in that movie, he's not. He's playing more of a Tom Cruise. Or Tom Hanks is playing more like a character actor, right? In it. Oh, he played a gay man. Yeah, but I mean, it was. (laughs) And they're characters. No. (laughs) Let's Let's reignite that conversation from the beginning. No, but I mean, I thought I just—it was such a good job. I I love great acting, man. It's unbelievable. Um, I got another one from uh,
1: Shamor. Uh, This one is about sports, Um, and you know, incidentally, I made the comment uh, about women in professional sports, like, do they care about the game for real or do they just care about the game enough to get the paycheck? And and, and I acknowledge there are women out there who really give a shit about the game. Shamar is one of them because she be she be knowing her shit. My Chevrolet more. Hey, guys, and Farrah. First, let me say the white music talk several episodes had me cracking up. I had a rec I had a record or tape of every group Andy mentioned except Cheap Trick. Never been into them. Aries, each time you mutilate the words to Sister Christian, Sister Christian on an overload. Okay. It's true. Over it. What's your price for flight? Um I am both disgusted and delighted. It drives me insane and cracks me up. You mentioned journeys don't stop believing. I said in 2013 that song was the Drunk White Girl Wobble. When that song comes on, you can't stop them from rushing the dance floor. I told you, man, stay anthem. Now for some NBA talk. Now that the preseason restart is near, of course, I'm glad to have basketball back, but I have mixed feelings about it. Personally, I'm not just about what happens on the court. It's the entire experience. For me, uh it begins the minute we get out the car at sta- at a staple center. I love sitting at a restaurant. Wait a minute, baby, you from LA? Get the I never knew that. You live in LA? Oh Shamor. You got to let me treat you to some um chicken wings or something. I know you got a man, bring him too. Cause I don't want nigga to walk in on me putting a bird in your mouth and he beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> um <laughs> I love sitting at a restaurant, watching the earlier games, waiting for our game. There's nothing like having conversations with total strangers about the game slash team slash players. It's like you've been friends for years. I love the playful mean mugging towards the visiting team fans. If they sit in our section, the playful shit talking and endless mugging towards the visiting team's fan. Oh, I'm sorry. Endless, especially if. It's a close game until the final buzzer. Most of all, I love seeing someone at their first game. I've seen grown men giddy and unable to contain their excitement and being there and taking it all in. Now I have a little game for you, too. Game seven of the championship is on the line. Before I get to that, this, let me say this. You just capsulated what I was trying to say in terms of, and not the women loving the game, but this is why I don't want to watch basketball right now. This is why I don't like this no fans. Whenever I see the game, I feel like I'm watching a practice. Yeah, or a scrimmage. Yeah, I don't so feel like I'm it's a game. And to me, part of the excitement is not just the game. It's what goes on around the game. Whether I'm at the game and everything she just described, I'm you you got that? Or I'm at home or with a friend. Yo Andy, order a pizza. Yo get some wings. It's the playoffs. It's an event. It doesn't feel like anything but a practice.
0: Well, that, there's no home court advantage. There's right. No, there's no six man.
1: And all of that matters. Come on, man. Um, uh, bah, 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 bah. Game seven of the championship is online. You must pick a player any era for each shot slash play to win. Here's the catch. You can only pick a player once. That means you can't have Jordan on the list more than once in the <laughs> areas in a happy face. Who are your players? Okay. From a dunk standpoint, uh, ooh, fuck it, Vince Carter. Three-point shot, Steph Curry. Fade away, MJ. Mid-range jumper, Kevin Durant. Crossover, AI, impossible pass, no look three thread the needle, magic, free throws. Uh, fuck, everybody can damn it shoot free throws. Who's not everybody? Uh, Ray Allen, long court pass. Who was really good at that? Fuck, it's a pass. So uh, she said, I can't pick twice. Fuck, long-court pass, fucking LeBron. Her answers are for dunk, Shaq, three-point shot, Reggie Miller, fadeaway Kobe, mid-range jumper, MJ, crossover, Iverson, impossible pass, magic, free throw, Steve Nash, long-court pass. LeBron, she picked LeBron, holy shit. She threw no us, man, god damn it. For those types of assholes who say a crossover, a pass, Technically can't win a game without a shot. Calm down. I know that. It's just for fun. Actually they can. Andy, what's your what's your choices? Let me see the list here again. Um see the dunk is No, don't don't do that. She picked Shaq.
0: Yeah, I know, and I think it's a great pick.
1: And I picked Vince Carter. So, you know, for for fun and get the fuck out the way purposes.
0: I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Jordan for dunk.
1: Really? Yeah. All right. So you can't use him again. I know. Uh, three-point shot. You better say him because you was pumping him hard.
0: I'm, I'm going to say him. Larry Bird.
1: No, Steph Curry. No,
0: Larry Bird. Oh, you look at you white guy. The white guy stuck with the white guy. I love it. It's the most dependable three-point shot. More than Steph Curry? Well, it depends. Is Steph Curry going to take the three-point shot from the three-point line or is he going to take it from half court? Just to win the game. Either or could win the game. I I'm still taking Bird. All right. Uh the fadeaway. Oh no, I can't take Jordan again. Exactly. And I picked Jordan because he that's his shot. Mm-hmm. He patented that. Kobe stole it. Yeah, I'll take Kobe then. Making my life easier. Midrange, uh what's now I can't even remember his name. Um who's who's the dude playing in uh uh, the Clippers just won won, won his championship in uh, Kawhi. Kawhi. I'm taking Kawhi Leonard, the mid range the jumper. Crossover is Iverson. It has to be <laughs> impossible. That that has to be Magic. Free throws. Uh, John Horansek or Rick Barry. Pick one, nigga. Rick Barry. All he right. has the highest free uh, free throw percentage. He did that underhand shot. Hey, you knew shot. that shit. Yeah. Uh, long on the long court pass. Man, I don't know who who's the one who threw the pass to Christian Leitner when uh, in that Duke game that they won. Oh shit! I don't know. I don't even know if that nigga in the NBA. Now someone had, but it wasn't the pass. It was the shot. It's still a great pass. Everybody knows that pass is going right, there. Right. Man, it's uh. I don't. I don't know who throws long court. I don't know. I don't know who does that.
1: Yeah, that, pick a strong motherfucker. That's why I pick LeBron.
0: Who's the best? Like, Who's the best? Lo- like those weird. Yeah, I guess LeBron. LeBron has thrown those good great pa- great yeah. passes. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. You guys took all. I wanted to come up with some different players. And you guys. That's why I took Jordan as, the, as, as the, the dunk. Well, that's it, boys and girls. As I said, Andy and Aries called
1: in sick. Then they got better. Now they're sick again. This has been Brett Butler. Finally, I have a name. So I want to thank my employers, the kike and the nigger. Join us next week when we present another e episode. Goodbye.
0: Can you feel it, baby?